B500 get into the wild card. 86 got the Phillies all the way to the World Series. I need to break it to you, man. I don't think it was your vision. <laughs> this podcast is perfectly named, I would say. I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the people. No, you don't. You've been doing it all year. You do. I do hate it. If that continues, there's no way we make the playoffs. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 30 of the Battered Marlins Fans Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Granada. Alongside me, I have three other battered fans. One of those you might not recognize. His trademark mustache seems to have grown out and created some type of goatee spazzy how are you doing during this off season i see that you are letting yourself go i gotta keep you guys on your toes man <laughs> this is playoff goatee yeah it's playoff goatee uh just trying to do something different during the off season trying to stay busy since there's no baseball <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm excited to be back it's very nice to see you guys and i hadn't noticed that it looks like cali might have grown out his beard a little more than usual what are you doing cali I'm doing well, and you're correct. I am growing out the beard. Uh, it's looking good. Yeah. yeah. It's coming in with the weight loss. I think it's helped. But um, what's it called? Yeah, off season. Miss baseball terribly and keeping myself occupied with, with soccer and with football. I don't have a hat on today, but in painstaking fashion, I got the take October <laughs> shirt. When did you receive that shirt, Callie? I received it like two weeks after the World Series finished. <laughs> yeah. And you, and it was, you it was, saw it was on sale? When I sent you guys that link to Fanatics, it was on sale for like five bucks, and you and I paid like thirty bucks for that. Yeah, I remember get when I got it, I'd forgotten I'd ordered it, and it was one of those things. It was just like a punch to the balls immediately. Like, oh fuck, well, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, everybody seems to be going through it during the off season, but Brandon, you look as sexy as always. What's going on? Thank you. You know, just uh. Trying to get through the the struggle of the off season. I've been watching some winter ball, um, which is is grossly underrated. And hopefully, some of you guys are checking it out. It's been fantastic. Um, but that's basically it, man. Rocking my uh, my believe shirt because I believe that this off season is going to be awesome. So you know, if you want your believe shirt, check it out: batteredmarlins.com or batteredfans.com. And shout out to Fish on first uh, joining us. Uh, he's walking us back. Thank you. I mean, I don't know how you do to For keep the it goal. going during, during the off season. I agree. I, I give it to you because I've been yeah, keeping up with Fish out, on first. Shout out Fish on first, keeping the content yeah. going. Yeah, it's man. Awesome. Oh yeah. For you guys, but especially during the Peter off-season. Pratt, man. Ooh. Yeah, man. Hey, shout out to you guys because I don't know how you do it during the off season, right but I enjoy and getting it. big time, baby. Yeah. yeah, I saw that also. I saw that also. Hell of a but, I, but I, we haven't been going on, so a, a few things have, have happened since we last were on here. We Obviously, we let go of Kim. That was, I think, the last time we spoke was the last. And we got Peter Bendix from the Rays. Uh, what are you guys thinking so far of uh, Peter? Like he's Obviously, he's still enamored with the Rays roster. Uh, I'll start with Brian. What are you thinking of Peter Bendix since he got here? Um, you know, when I, when I first saw the signing, I, I got excited cause I saw Peter, I thought we signed Peter Pratt to the role. Um, but <laughs> that's what we need. Unfortunately, it was not Peter Pratt. If yeah. you've been following on Twitter, he's had some phenomenal suggestions. We could have gotten Otani for 3 million a year, <laughs> deferred the payments just like they did. But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, I think it's a good move. Um, I'm happy to have him. Uh, his obsession with the Rays and former Rays players is a little worrying right now um, because normally when the Rays get rid of somebody, they probably are not going to be good the next season. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, happy that we actually went out and got like somebody that's wanted around the league, right? He's kind of a known quantity, uh, did a fantastic job as GM of the Rays building out that roster. And so far, the moves he's made for us, like, hey, we got a catcher and you know, there's other moves in the, in the pipeline and I'm feeling good so far. We'll see though. A, a, a part of me though likes this move because he's accustomed to working in a front office in which they work under a budget. I mean, <laughs> Kim came from the Yankees and then the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother world when you come to the Marlins and she did a great job for the time that she was here. So, but I mean, this guy knows how to work under that budget, I would assume. No, is that not a good thing? 
I saw a hilarious tweet by a uh, a Rays fan to describe their experience, and it's you know fall in love with superstars, and as soon as uh, as soon as you you decide to buy the jersey, they they trade them. And I I replied back to them on Twitter. I said, "Well, we fall in love with superstars, and then we go a generation without one, and then you know we come back to them, and then we trade them." <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we, we still got Sandy and Jazz, so we haven't traded them yet. Cali, how are you feeling about Peter? Um, excited. I mean, obviously, like, the, the proof is in the pudding with the success that the Rays have had with, with the budget they've had. Like, despite them, you know, being in the Marlins atmosphere in terms of payroll and budget, um, they've, they've always been a playoff contender, right? Like, you, you, they've never been a team that you, you can count out at any point. Um, now, when I when I saw when I saw we hired him, and then I saw that he's just like a straight up nerd. I, I'm excited about that, man. We we need some nerds in the front office. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic. Um, you know, obviously, like he, he's made one. You know, we we made one nice trade already with Christian Bencore. We'll get into that in a minute, I'm sure. But a um, couple, I mean, things that bothered me, and I know Fish on first touched on this touched on this a bit, and I, I think it is worth mentioning is that we didn't protect uh, Troy Johnston in the in the rule five rule draft. Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and you know, then obviously we lost, uh, Nassim Nunez. Yeah. Oh, um, that, but I, I have to, yeah, I have <laughs> to assume that, you know, they have a plan. They have, uh, you know, that, that Pete had, you know, he, he has, he has his, mo- his, his mechanisms in, in order. So have to trust it. You know, we, we can't, we can't judge them until there's something to judge. So, you know, so far, a uh, lot very happy with the Betancourt thing. Um, I have a good friend that uh, works for the Marlins. I won't give his name or position, but he's he's pretty well. He's he's pretty high up there. Um, he says, you know, even just uh, being the uh, you know, they were in Nashville for some meetings, and um, is it Peter? It's not Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, he says that the the feel around the, the club already is very very different. Um, apparently Peter, Peter is very clear on what he wants. He's very organized. He has a plan in place and he says that it's, it's night and day from, you know, when Kim was there and Kim was good, but he, he says that Peter's a different animal it seems. So, but it, it, when you get some, when you get somebody from a successful franchise that works kind of the way your organization works, as far as not spending big money, they've been to the playoffs five years in a row. Like that, that's, that's some good stuff right there. I feel good about what he's been around and what he can bring to the Marlins. Spazzy, how are we feeling about Bendix? Uh, I felt very sad because he's only one year older than I am. And he is, <laughs> he is uh, has a really great position with my favorite, my only baseball team. So I was very sad at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it, I haven't really heard a lot of bad about him. Um, and the winter meetings were whatever i mean everyone was just an Otani watch so like i don't i don't think a lot got got taken care of but i'm stoked i haven't heard a lot about uh i mean i haven't heard anything bad about him so i hope we keep it going and do some nice shit like somebody mentioned we got a, a decent catcher so let's see what happens from here on out well before we get to the catcher i just want to bring up one one last addition that it's not going to be on the field but gabe kapler signed on to be an assistant gm with us I don't really know. I don't have too much to say about it outside of the fact that he's hot as hell. Hands you guys not. have, yeah, Yo. Yeah. Fuck. yeah, man, him and, and and Skip. That's that's a handsome duo. So I'm I'm gonna be going to the game solo. I won't be bringing my wife to the games this year. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> do you guys have any uh, anything to say about Gabe? Honestly, I don't have anything to say about him. But outside of the fact that he's he's a very good looking guy, Brighton. Yeah. Um, listen, I think that kind of speaks to Peter's, um, Peter's influence and, and when you can attract a guy of Gabe's, uh, caliber and reputation to work in the front office, like he's a guy that I'm sure some teams were thinking about trying to make a move for and bring him in either as a bench coach, um, or, or something like that. But when you can attract talent like that into the front office and into the coaching staff, like that's a huge move. And I, I'm all for it. And I think it kind of shows like what I talked about last season, you know, I was always like, we have to build on this. We have to build and build and, and, and to get sustainability and get success. And when you can attract talent like that into your, your 
leadership and to the the guys that are going to guide this team into the future like that's exciting and and the marlins have never been that like when we appoint somebody into the front office that was a former player it's like jeff conine or like a former marlins player who's really like it's a ceremonial thing like but we're bringing gabe in to make an impact to try and develop what has been our weakness and i guarantee you that man is going to have influence on our hitters in the minor league system He's going to help develop players like that, and he's he's going to help us identify players that, that can be big league hitters, which has been our problem. We've never developed big league hitters um, on a consistent basis, and hopefully we can do that now. So I'm he's, stoked. I love he's it. He's one season removed from winning 107 <coughs> games with the Giants. Yeah. So I mean, he, he's got some, some pedigree with him. Spaz, and, anything to say about Gabe? No, I, I I love what you just said. I didn't even know that. So yeah, bring it on. And I, and like you said, dude is fucking handsome as hell. If him and Skip go to like a <laughs> Martini Kendall, they're cleaning house. It's gonna be. Listen, <laughs> I have to throw my joke in that I I sent to you guys in our group chat uh, when he signed. And and for Mother's Day, there is going to be a calendar, the front office available for all the mothers who come out to Marlins Park that day. So if you're insecure, you think Gabe's going to steal your girl, Skip's going to steal your girl, don't show up to the park that day for that giveaway. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Callie, anything to add to Gabe? So uh, obviously I'm just going to piggyback on everyone. Hot as hell, smoking. We have have (laughs) the bald beauties and and, uh, Skip and Gabe. Uh, But Gabe, like you said, you know, it came from a – successful managerial career with the with the Giants you know winning over 100 games is, is really tough to do you know dude played in the bigs for you know 12 years or something like that um you know and apparently he's really big on, on the analytics and he's um he's very data driven and I know he was pursued for other front office roles throughout the league I don't well, have I think the that's team. what surprised me so surprised me is that he was looked for for front office roles yeah, so I think it's because of the way he he operates and the way he analyzes data and things like that. But um, so I'm I, I'm open. I'm optimistic. Again, he comes from a he he from a, an administrative standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, he comes from a very well run, two very well run organizations because he was a manager of the Giants and before that he was a manager of the Phillies. Um, so you know th- those are two franchises that are that are winning a lot of baseball games these days. Um, you know, so I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think it, it bodes well for us. I think it's good that we're bringing in people into this, into this franchise that, that know how to win and know what it takes to win and know what, you know, know what it takes to, you know, either build a team with not very much or just win at all levels like Kapler. So, well, I, I love what you just said, because like we said, the Rays made it to the, to the playoffs the last five years. Kapler, 107 wins, just a year removed. Like these guys know what it takes to win, like you said, and bringing that to this ball club after we had a most successful season and how long and forever. Like I think that we're we're building in the right direction. And I'll stay with you, Callie. Uh, Christian Betancourt, that was the first real signing of the off season. What did you think about the Christian Betancourt? And by the way, real quick, I looked it up. Mother's Day is going to be a home game against the Phillies, so definitely a chance that they give out that calendar. For Mother's Day. Oh, I want it for myself. <laughs> we'll go right here. There you go. All right. So, what do you think about Christian Bancourt? Uh, um, it's really exciting that we got a, a real, real catcher. Um, you know, thank you, Stallings, for your service. Appreciate it. Um, you know, but and you know, Forte, you know, Fortes is still, still young. He can still build. You know, um, for, for uh, Bancourt. As a hitter, I mean, he hits just as uh, just enough as you want for a catcher. He's a career two thirty guy. Um, hit eleven bombs last year. You know, didn't you know drive in a ton of runs, but defensively, he's good. He's a, he knows how to manage a he knows how to manage a bullpen. Uh, he knows how to manage a rotation. Very good defensive catcher. Very 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 good defensive catcher. Um, well, I think that's, that's the main the biggest reason that that we got him is because of his defensive prowess. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's and hitting even if he hits two thirty, which is career average, that is significantly better than what Stallings and Fortes hit last year. Um, but you know, he's an older guy. I, I love that um, cat. You know, catcher, and I and I always say this at, from a coaching standpoint, and you know, I teach my catchers this. Um, 
you know, you're the only one that has the entire field in front of you. You're, you're, you're the general, you're, you're running everything because you're the only one that every single play you have everything in front of you. So to have an advanced eye, someone that is that has done that a lot and, and you know, can teach a guy like Fortes a thing or two and um, can manage a young rotation like the one that we have, you know, I think that's great. And the fact that we had, we, we only gave up cash considerations for him. I didn't know we had cash considerations, but we, we, we gave it to him. Um, you know, I'm excited. I, I love that. I love that, especially since Sandy, as good as he's been, he's still young. You know, guys like Rogers, Cabrera, you know, um, Bra- uh, Braxton, and then eventually, you know, Meyer, hopefully that next season, you know, we're, we're in good shape in terms of, of a good leader behind the plate that can, that can manage those guys. Well, he doesn't have much discipline at the plate. In 315 uh, at-bats, he walked 13 times. Yeah, no, not a. I mean, that's fine. He, I mean, if, if yeah. we're gonna have a plus defensive catcher, I'll take. I'll. I'll Don't take be a downer, three. man. Just well, take no, <laughs> no. Well, I, that's what I was gonna say. What I was gonna say is, I don't know if we should look at him as uh, as the answer. I think what we got is a slight improvement because yeah. defensively, he gives you what you want, and offensively, he's better than Stallings for sure. And then Nick Fortes was, wasn't good off. He wasn't good defensively, period. So I think we have somebody. We have, we've improved. We've improved that catcher. Uh, Spaz, what did you think about get, picking up Christian Betancourt? Yeah, man. Like I, I definitely don't think it's the answer, but um, like I said, it's 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 better than what we had, and it's it's a good move going forward. It's a uh, way better than a band aid, you know. <laughs> I don't think of it as a lateral move at all. Um, and we really needed that defense, man. And I, I, I think the only catcher that had a faster pop time was Real Muto. Yep, JT Robles. Like, yep. Which is, you know, I don't care for stats or anything, but that's a pretty cool thing to have on your baseball team. You know, but we all know how I feel about JT, so I love that guy. And if we have the guy that's second to him, I'm in for it, man. So, and people weren't respecting our our, our catcher. They were running on us like crazy. They were stealing like crazy, and we needed somebody that was going to stop that. So, I'm all in. It's fine. I'm not mad at the move. With the with the new rules of how you can run the bases, this is definitely a game changer in the aspect of it could save you a couple runs this every season. And a couple runs is a couple games, and a couple games is the difference between being a wild card team and being in the in the fight for maybe a division title or you know a home game. Uh, Brighton, anything to add on the Christian Betancourt before? So um, I kind of love this move for. A different reason um you know peter was asked about what he was looking for in a catcher and what he had mentioned was he was looking for somebody who could manage the rotation and was a guy that that could manage that and so um i think what this move is really about is better managing yuri um you know fortes and stallings uh stallings was a good good manager i you know i think he he did a good job but I think what happened so often is you would see like um, when we had Segura come, he would come over like guys would come over and translate for the catcher. And I think as a catcher and a pitcher, like you have to have a special relationship. You have to be able to communicate to the entire staff. And so to me, what this says is like, we need a guy who's going to be able to communicate to our young star. I think it also says that, you know, we're not going to compromise in what we want. And, and Peter knew, knows him, said, hey, this guy can manage his staff, but he's bilingual. He's going to manage Yuri on his own. He's going to develop a great relationship with Yuri. And I think as a young pitcher, I think sometimes you learn a little bit more from a catcher than you do from the pitchers around you. And, you know, I'm excited to see what that looks like. And I'm hoping that either we're not done adding, maybe adding a young catcher, uh, in this off season, or maybe throughout the season, maybe we have the opportunity to add somebody, and Betancourt can can kind of mentor our our next catcher, right? Um, I think Fortes is is a good backup, but I'd like to see us try and make some plans to to replace Betancourt with a younger guy and and let him mentor somebody because he's got a lot to teach. All right, uh, Joy Wendell gone. Peace. How are we feeling about the shortstop position coming up mm-hmm. next year? Um, so this is uh, so this is a crossroads we're at, right? So, and I think it's bigger than just addressing the shortstop position. 
because something glaring that we have to address is the home runs we lose from George Soler. So can we address that with the shortstop position? Can we get a shortstop that's not, yeah, I mean, it's it, to find a shortstop that's going to hit you 36 bombs, Jazz. you know, it, it's, it's unattainable. But can we find a shortstop that can hit us 25? You know, um, I was looking at the free agent market and there, there's not a ton, you know, mm-hmm. um, so what we'd have to do is, is trade for one. I don't, I don't know if that's, that's an option at this point. I don't think we, we have the capital to give up for that. Um, so again, at a crossroads, we have either roll with birdie, right? Yeah, that he's probably the only guy in the roster, unless you won't really want to give Xavier Edwards a, a look, you, you know, the, the, those are the guys that we have on the roster right now. They can probably be our everyday shortstop. Um, I know Brandon's big on this guy, uh, Tim Anderson, free agent. You know, he that's that's a guy that was obviously unhappy in Chicago, but has had a lot of success in this league. And I have a hot take for who we might sign at shortstop. Oh, okay. All right. Has a connection to Gabe Kapler. Lifetime San Francisco Giant. Smooth hands. Okay hitter. Okay hitter but a very, very, very good shortstop, and his name's Brandon Crawford. How free agent? He's a free agent. Hmm. You know, Talk about a boring guy, guy, that, guy that, that's one. He's one. He's one. <laughs> I'm with Branson. I, I was expecting something else. I'm like, okay. Nope, <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> one world solid move. He's won, he, he's won several World Series. He's been in the league a long time. One of the best sets of hands in baseball. Okay, smart player, but, and so probably and, talk- and 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 probably affordable. Okay, but you just talked about trying to find a shortstop get that can hit twenty five home runs. It won't be him. That no. can kind of help replace George Soler, and you bring me that name. There's no other free agent shortstop that's going to bring you those home runs. So we no. have the capital. Like, well, like don't, don't. So I, I think that we're obviously not done with the center of the, the mid or the infield. Um, I think the move to not protect um, Nasum is probably to do with, I think, Peter's going to go out there and get us somebody to play shortstop. Um, I don't know that we run in with birdie. Um, I would love it. I, I, I love birdie. We love birdie on the pod. But why, but why not? Because so because I need think we need to find guy. a more permanent solution. Right. And birdie is so why? good as a utility guy. Like yeah. you can have birdie give spells at third base, second base, shortstop, um, God, I think we even used him in the outfield. He's been everywhere, I think bro. We used him in right field or something last year. So, you know, Birdie will find a way to make it into this lineup. And, you know, I, I really hope we go out and find like a permanent solution to the shortstop position. Maybe that is Xavier Edwards. Uh, maybe that's what Peter's thinking. I don't, I, I prefer Xavier over on the second base side. So if we want to give him a look and move uh, a rise to first base, Bell to DH, and and give Xavier the second base starting job, I'm all for that. Um, I love that move. But I think we we probably, you know, unfortunately, Callie's probably right. We might be making a move for a guy like uh, Brandon Crawford. But, you know, I think Tim Anderson's going to be affordable as well. And maybe that's worth taking a flyer on. Okay, Kai, what are you going to say? I have another solution. It's a bit, it's not a bit of a reach. It's a reach, but he's a free agent. He hit like 26 bombs last year. Paul Goldschmidt. No. (laughs) I love me some Paul Paul G. Don't get me wrong. But OGs of the pod will remember when we spent a whole pod talking about Paul Goldschmidt and how we were going to get him. (laughs) We go all in. I'm not going to say the impossible like Cody Bellinger. Not even like an extra long reach like with Jock Peterson. I'm going to say go all in on Teoscar Hernandez and you move Jazz back to short. I mean, I, I would love to move Jazz back to short. That's That sounds good to me. That's another solution. Listen, 
That and that's just I would love like that again, move. Charlie Day, Charlie Day with the with the Peppy Silva board. Yeah, Peppy right Silva, yeah, Peppy Silva. I would love it, but Skip and I think Peter are both on record as saying Jazz is is not moving back to shortstop, no matter what. You're saying if 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 Cal's making the calls, if Cal's making the calls, we're winning the World Series every year. Yeah, that's <sighs> it, Coach Cali. Well, that's who we need. I, I want to address two things real quick. Brandon Crawford, um, he he's really falling off. Uh, last year he he batted 194 was his batting average Go he had on, seven it. home runs like he he <laughs> well, I was look, I was I was looking at his his yeah I was looking at Cali, his career, we signed career it, stats. you have to get a Crawford jersey <laughs> I was looking I'm at his career stats him. and he was he looked like he was solid until I got to last year and he just he just fell off a cliff last year Maybe. and then you guys keep saying Peter and I keep thinking Peter Pratt and obviously it's Peter Bendix but to that point Peter Pratt recently said and suggested that the Marlins should go after Anthony Volpe. Now, mm-hmm. the thing is, a couple of things. The Yankees are in dire need of pitching, but the Yankees are also not willing to give up Anthony Volpe. So that's, that's, that's my dream. Because uh, they're exactly not they give up Anthony Volpe. They, they won't. No, they're not. They, they, they won't. So uh, that, that's not even an option, unfortunately. But I will tell you that catcher, the Yankees are very deep at catcher, and they are lacking at <laughs> pitching. So if we were looking for catching uh possibility that that would be a, a good team to look into um but so it is we move on and uh, i'm kind of curious the, the offseason hasn't really been that entertaining no it's I mean, been awful right thanks otani so, you ruined it <laughs> you ruined everything you ruined christmas you're supposed so to come I, to the marlins for three million a year for sure <laughs> yep so, if you had to choose one position to beef up, what would you choose? I'll start with Spaz. Spaz, what position would you beef up if you could? Uh, man, towards the end, we were like hobbling on our on our pitching. Like, you know, we had the Sandy injury, and we—I don't know—I I, I don't feel very good about the pitching, and um, we're kind of put a bandaid on the on the on the catcher. Uh, but no, I I think pitching, right? I think we that that's gonna get us far, and hopefully, whoever's injured. And, you know, somebody comes in, but that, that's my that's my position. I, I'm worried about that, to be honest. And then I've been saying we need to we need somebody who's going to bring the runs in. I feel like I've been saying that last season, the entire podcast at the time. We need somebody that's going to bring the runs in because what's the use if La Regadera is getting on base and we have nobody to bring them home? So yeah. I, I think yeah. it's still those. And you know, we can't count on Solar to hit fifty bombs. And now we don't. Have, and now we don't yeah. have Solar. Yeah. Now he's gone, though. So those are my two uh, biggest things, I guess. Uh, Cali, you think we're going to open up the checkbook? I mean, I think it's closed already. Um, no, I, I don't think we open up the checkbook. I, I think we will continue to bargain hunt because that's that's the Marlin way. And I don't think uh, I think and that's Sherman, the Ray way also. Yeah, I, I think Sherman is he's made that clear vocally. He says he's not gonna, he's not going to spend a lot on the team. Um, and then again, you don't bring in a guy like Brandon like uh, Bendix if you're gonna, you know. I wish they open bring up the me. You, 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 you want someone who knows how to operate with a small budget. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be. Right. Um, but in terms of filling in, like I, I know the easy answer is shortstop, but I think Spazzy kind of hit it on the head. Like we need to find the power numbers. Uh, we we need to generate that somehow. And as it stands on the roster, we have two we have two guys that that can play short if we need them to. It's not sexy. You know, it's not a big name. They're not going to hit 300. They're not going to hit 20 bombs. You know, they, they will go. They'll play half decent. No, they'll, they'll play good good defense. You know, well, there'll be little spark plugs in the lineup. But, um, yeah, we, we need to replace those power numbers big time uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, you, you need to score to win. We need people that can drive in runs. Which is why I have a list compiled, but we'll get into that in a bit. Brandon said that our rotation next year is mid: Lazardo, Yuri, Braxton, and Cabrera. Now, I agree. I, I, if Yuri is balling, I think that's an ace. Braxton, I thought was our best pitcher. If he can keep that up, I'm pretty happy with our top two. I know Sandy's out all year, but if you can keep those top two and you can get Cabrera to somehow stay in the strike zone, I mean, it's not. I mean, I think mid might be uh, uh, unfair. I mean, I don't think that they're the best, but I don't think they're necessarily mid either. I think that's a pretty solid. I mean, with with the budget that the Marlins are, are putting out there, I mean, what else could you ask for? Well, I have a, you're, I have a, you're forgetting a key guy. You're forgetting Max Meyer. He's back next year. Like he he will be making a comp, he will be competing for this team, and I I likely think. Um, what about Trevor? 
my growing feeling is that Cabrera will not be on this team. I think okay. he is going to be a my trade God. piece, and I think we're probably going to use that to get either – I think we should use it to get a power hitter, but we may also use that uh, for a shortstop, which maybe is a guy who can hit 25 home runs, um, like Callie was saying, because that's what we need if we're not going to just go out and get just a power bat. Um, so – I, I also, like, I, I, I hate to be that guy already, but I also don't no, think that our plan is to go all out on next year. Like, I think our plan is to tread water. Like, I, I think we could probably, we're going to compete for a wild card spot next year. Like, that's the plan. And I think Peter's probably going to go out and get a long-term shortstop solution that, nobody like just a minor league guy that we can bring up and he's going to take the spot eventually because i think once sandy's back i think the intention is like that's when we go balls to the wall and you know we go after the division so i i, th- I think we do trade some pieces still um you well, know can I, either cabrera can I rogers or somebody like that to, to your <laughs> point of of next year not being a year that they go all in uh, let me pose a question here see what you think if we're looking long term and we're not looking at next year as the we got to make it to the playoffs, even though I feel like because we made it to the playoffs this year, next year should be going all in. Oh, well, right. I as- think we go for the wild card. Like, I don't, I'm not saying we don't compete because right. I think we do, but with the Braves in our division, like, we're not trying to go up against them next year. It's not, it's not possible. Unfortunately. But, but would you consider trading Luis Arise? No. No. Yes, if he's not going to resign. You only got him for two more years, I believe. Yeah, if he if he's, he's if he's adamant that well, we have him we have him for this year, and I think we have a not. I think is it a player option, option or a team option? I'm not certain. I'd have to double check that. But if if it's one of those things that the club decides we're not going to pay him, yes, you trade Luis Arise. You absolutely, without question, you get something instead of nothing. A hundred percent. You know what you, you know what you could get for Luis Arise right now, or at the trade lot. deadline, at the trade yeah. deadline when somebody is missing a piece. Yeah, absolutely. I would um, be extremely pissed if we trade a rise at this point because then we should have just kept Pablo. Because think about that rotation going into next year or that rotation we would have had last year with Pablo. Yeah, yes. but it, it, yes and no. I get where you're going with that. But at the same time, we didn't know we were going to end up here. And at the time, the that Pablo move, very it helped both of us a whole lot. Like, Neither team was angry with what really happened. I mean, they were both kind of sad. Like, I'm still sad to see Pablo, you know, out there. Um, I'm sad to see him do that pickleball event, and he was wearing, like, a, a Twins cap. Oh, my God. That was right there, bro. He was in Miami Shores right near me, and I, I couldn't fucking go. Um, That's why you have the goatee in honor of Pablo. I'm trying <laughs> a little bit. I will, I will say there are two pitchers that are free agents. They're old. I'm going to go ahead and say they are old, but <laughs> – They've had a lot. You say of Johnny Cueto. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Does Jazz get traded? No. No. Face the franchise. No, no, Face no. The franchise. Nope. Um, and he loves like, it. Here. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying to sign them. I am not saying, hey, let's go out and give them a bunch of money. I'm saying at least kick the tires, go to an open workout, see what they're slinging, see what they want. There's two. All right. One of them is. I want to say maybe both of them are Cy Young. I know for sure, and one of them are former is a former Cy Young. Uh, Corey Kluber and Dallas Keuchel are both free agents right now. Corey I'd kick getting... the tires on both of them. I'd kick the tire. I can't, again, I kick the tires. I see what's going on, how we slinging it, how we feeling. Listen, there's, we had Johnny Cueto on this roster Kluber, last year, and we made the playoffs. So those two have a better resume up to this point than Johnny Cueto. So let's get. I'm fine with giving them a shot. If if they suck, then guess what? They suck. Whatever. Dallas, I could see possibly because I haven't heard his name in many rumors, but but Kluber, I've heard some big teams looking into him. So I don't think we can match whatever those teams are going to be offering him. If that's true, that they're going to. Well, and since we're talking about the rotation, we have to talk about what the the latest rumor is with that. And you guys better be prepared because AJ Puck may be coming to the rotation. (laughs) I saw the rumor that. is is that they're going Peaceful. to be stretching him out in spring yeah. training, just like the A's had planned to do before we acquired him. He is a natural starter. I think 
Um, I've mentioned it like a hundred times that he pitches so much better when he has multiple days of rest in between. Yes, he did. You, you brought that up and, a lot last appearances. Year. So mm -hmm. I, I think this could be like one of those like moves that we say, Oh shit, we didn't know we had a starter there. And it turns out in our favor. Um, so well, then they better let's start keep an eye on that in spring training. Because you know that takes forever to like start building the innings and all this shit. So they like before it, if that's their plan, and I think um I I, for, I don't remember who mentioned it, so I don't want to say a name. But if that was their plan, I guarantee you Puck is already like training to be a starter. If that's what their plan is to and do. And listen, we were all Puck fans. I know that we some of you, not me, because I never turn on my players, but some of you turned against Puck at the end. And uh, I'm a fickle bitch. I just said he wasn't a closer, man. <laughs> I said he needed multiple days in between rests, and and a closer doesn't get that. If he long reliever, sure. Down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. I don't I hate it, but whatever. I, I, I'm not a fan either, but I, I do remember Brighton bringing that up quite often last year, last season, about him pitching much better after rest. Which I'm gonna see if I can look up the numbers for that. All right. Um. So, hypothetically, oh wait, Brighton, did I didn't ask you what, what, what position would you want to be fucked? Um, I I agree with the guys. Like we, we need a power bat. Um. We, we don't have that guy right now that's like that a pitcher's looking at and saying, oh, this guy could take me deep, like <laughs> at any given moment. Like ja <laughs> Jazz has power. Um, hopefully, we do. Peter does the 40 for 40 40 <laughs> tracker again this year. Um, but, you know, we, we need that guy, right? That, that guy we can slot in and clean up that, that people are going to be like, eh, maybe we should walk him. And we don't have that right now. Um, so that whether that's a DH, an outfielder. Um, I have names. Hit me, baby, because uh, your names these are, are all. These, these, some of these are – I'm fucking around a little bit, but some of them. So I'll, I'll Don't give you the tease first, me, man. Let's have, have a little first, fun. Let's have a little fun. First let's one, again, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me Hearing out. Straight, he'd out. have to be a straight DH, and he'd only play against like righties. Joey Gallo is a free agent. Oh no, no, no! Is he playing in the Saudi league? He's God, gonna, no. He's gonna. No, he is. I'm not <laughs> even joking. He's, he's playing in the Saudi baseball league. Uh, I don't want him. Hundred. Go there, you're done. He's gonna strike out. He's gonna strike out two hundred times, but he'll give us 30, 30 bombs. You know. Um. A couple guys I, I looked up that are free agents. Um, Brandon Belt, who can be a platoon guy at first with with Bell, yeah. and, and he can DH. Um, Michael Brantley, who used to hit a lot of home runs once upon a time. Um, Tommy Pham, a guy we can put in the outfield. Just played in a World Series. And Michael Taylor, another guy just hit a lot of home runs. He's a free agent. That's one that that can be a very good player that we can we can sign right now. Um, yeah, those are some free agent bats. Matt Chapman, third baseman from Toronto. Yeah, uh, that's another guy that can hit us home runs. And these are guys that I think we can we can afford. Well, that we can like yeah, they'll what be about, one of the higher paid players on the roster. But these are guys that that uh, that that can well, hit that can hit some bombs. And yeah, well, Adrian mentioned in the in the comments. Anytime you say <laughs> hear me out, it's yeah, and that's not hear me out. All right, so I'm going to say, yes, hear me out. Yes, yes. <laughs> what about the podcast favorite guy on this roster, Avi Garcia? There's your oh, power, Matt. That, that okay. guy needs to go somewhere else. <laughs> but, but like, I, mm -hmm. I don't want to think about that. Let's keep it going. I don't want to talk about that guy. If All Peter right, well, can get like a box, like a box of like sunflower seeds for the man, I don't know. No, no. We'll build the statue well, right that now. That would still be overpaying. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm we gonna build the statue. I'm gonna bring up Spaz's uh, graphic right now. Now you were talking about free agents, and um, I, I I don't see anything too great that's gonna help us out. But as far as the trade market goes, I think that we do have something that some people have been kicking around, and because Peter Bendix's history, obviously with the Rays, his connection to the front office, if there's a way for us to finagle a good player. I think this would be the guy, and that's Randy Arozarena. And here we go, Spaz. Ooh. That is <laughs> that is your boy. So I'm going to let you start off. What do you think about 
the possibility of <laughs> landing Mr. Cuba or or Mexico or should I say Mexico? The the, the Cuban that plays for Mexico. Yeah, the right, Cuban right, right. Mexico, but he's Mexican, dude. I think it'd be first of all awesome. It'd be a lot of fun. I That's think that would be crazy for this for this place for Miami. Yes, it'd be it'd just be a blast, bro. And that's really all I care about. Who cares about wins or loss? I just want to have fun when I'm spending a stupid amount of money at a ball game. So stupid uh, amount of money, you're spending three bucks, man. <laughs> like <laughs> now, stupid amount of money. This is Ninner Miami. <laughs> I don't know how much are your Stellas, uh, Branton. I mean, they're not three dollars. <laughs> So I, I say we go in. I would love the move. I don't know if we can do it. I don't ha- I don't know the finances, but I would love to have that guy on my baseball team just because, uh, you know, mariachi hats are really fun. So I say let's, let's do it. That's my take on the whole thing. Whatever he would love the home run hat. He'd be yeah. all in on it. And maybe he would he would hit like 30 and, and exceed his, his, his uh, career high if he got to wear that hat every, every time. What did he, he hit last season? Was it like 20? He was in the twenties, I think. I think Randy, uh, 20. Randy, Randy would be fun. Obviously, like that. That would obviously be a guy that I love. I just think it's a pipe dream, man. Like I, I just don't think that's a guy that. I think as soon as we, I, 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 the thing is, and, and here's the thing. I think if the Rays wanted to trade him, I think as soon as like the the you know because it's not like oh we only spoke to the Marlins. Uh, yeah, here you go. It's like hey, they're in a call the Yankees are going to call the Dodgers they are going to call the Red Sox they are going to spend they're going to call the spenders and say hey uh you know the Marlins are offering us this this and this what what do you got for us you know and it, it won't be hard to out so I agree to you Mike. I agree with you to an extent I'm sorry Brian but just real quick no, I agree ahead. to you to an extent but I do think when <clears throat> a, a front office person especially somebody uh, uh president of operations or general manager leaves that because there's still a connection there with the people left behind I think that that's what gives me some hope that maybe – I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm not expecting it to happen. But the hope is there just because Peter came from Tampa. And I think that maybe yeah. they could figure out – like Jeter got here and what happened? All of a sudden, the Yankees end up with Giancarlo Stanton because he has a relationship with the front office in the Yankees. Like I'm sure he could have shipped him off somewhere else, but he ended up on the Yankees. Like, I think that those relationships make things happen sometimes. Stan ended up on the Yankees because the Yankees can afford to pay him. Right, but there were some other teams that could afford to pay him also. I think sure. that it's a coincidence. I don't think it's that much of a coincidence. I think the, but I think, I think the inverse happen. I think the inverse of that is that there's bitter feelings that he left, and they don't want to do they don't want to do deals with the Marlins. You think that there's bitter feelings? Mm-hmm. But they've be. already done a deal. Is or isn't. I'm just we've saying all, that even though it's, it's a minor league cool. deal, we've already done a deal with the Rays. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, look, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I, like I said. This is one of those that I'm like, I'll hold off hope because because of that relationship. All right, it's Frank, me, what are you gonna say? Peter, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. So I think I mean I think it's possible. Like, do do we really think like some of the big spenders out there are calling them and are calling the Rays and saying like, hey, what's this gonna take? Like the guy's coming off like his career worst year. Like his batting average has been on like a steady decline since 2019. He drops like ten points almost every season. Like I, yeah, I personally, I want, him. I, I want him. Personally, I don't want him because I think I, I think like I just don't think that's what that solves our problems. I don't think so. It won't um, solve our problems. I'm just trying to have fun, Branson. God damn no, it! <laughs> so I don't. I don't. Let me finish a- before you interrupt me. <laughs> Goatee spaz. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I liked you better with the mustache. Okay, yeah. <laughs> But um, no, so what I was gonna say is like I, I would love the like, his personality on this team. Like it would be so cool to have him here. Um, and I I think it's possible. Like I really just don't think that there's a huge market for him. So if the Rays are looking to trade, like of course the Marlins will be in on that. And I know the graphic that um, that they put out like had us third or whatever. And there was mm-hmm. all these teams listed as the possible destinations. And I just don't know how many teams like, like the Padres are not spending money. I, I, I do not see the Padres Absolutely spending money. They, are. they just got rid the, of Soto. Yeah. I think they have to shed more salary from what I've heard from their ownership. Yeah, groups, they got like a like, they money got, problem. They got to like, shed some more. Yeah. Like that's not going to be the first outgoing in the Padres well, system. I don't say that Randy can be a 
it could be a solid bargain for them. I mean, actually, he could be. Well, that's what I was gonna say next. Well, Avisel Garcia makes uh, it's like twelve million this year for us. They're, they're not gonna they're not gonna go get Cody Bellinger or Jock Peterson though. They they'll get a no, Randy. They'll get a Randy. But they're Rand, not Randy's, trade. They're not gonna trade cheap controllable assets for Randy. Like that doesn't make sense. Like the Padres are very much not competing next year. Next year for the Padres is all about like we gotta save money. And Cali just chipped his tooth. If there's any dentists in the in the uh, in the, in the audience, please chime in. The cup is frozen and it hit me in the tooth and it hurt. <laughs> Fifteen day DL. All right, so I, it's not going to be the Padres. It's it's not going to be what? What about the Mariners? Because Mariners are number one. Could definitely yeah, I mean, could, could be the Mariners. They got a little bit. I think the Marlins have a better shot than what I originally thought when I looked at that list because I think what Spazzy said, like one of these is not like the others. It was, and it was, it was clearly me the Marlins. But who knows? It could be. It absolutely could be the Mariners because they have, they, they, at the end, they weren't in it, but they were in the talks of the Otani in the Otani saga, you know. They, you know, it all, and also the Blue Jays are very much a possibility because they're they're losing, you know, yeah. they 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 had the, the money, but they're very much a, a team I that think can the go Blue get Jays a, thought they had Otani. You know, I I have I know we're gonna get into Otani in a bit, so I'm not gonna get into it too much. I have a theory on that, and I'll jump on it when we get there. All right, uh, for seven million a year, though, I think Randy would be a bargain for a lot of teams. <laughs> for us, it would be yeah. a good spend because that's about what we spend on our players. But for another team, that's a bargain. I think for what you could possibly potentially get out of him. All right, so uh, before we get to the Otani talk, just hypothetically, lineup talk for next year. What do you think this lineup looks like next year? I think we, we could all agree that we think Betancourt is going to start as catcher. First base, Bell. Third base, Berger. Second base, Arise. Center field, Jazz. So the positions that are up for grabs are shortstop, Left field, right field, and DH. So uh, I'll start with Cali. How do you think we fill in the rest of the, that roster or that lineup? Um, I think uh, DLC and Sanchez start in the corners. Okay. Uh, the outfield. Um, I don't. Uh, think okay. They'll... Let's say let's say hypothetically we get Randy for left field. Who would you start at right field? What will be good there is that you can kind of platoon. DLC because Sanchez isn't good against lefties at all, so you have you have DLC for that, and then you can have Sanchez against righty, so they could almost platoon it. But I, I I like DLC's bat too much. I would love for him to be in the lineup more consistently. Um, so that that's probably my answer there. Shortstop, I don't think it'll be Birdie or Xavier. I think that'll be a new addition. Okay. Um, and then DH, I think, will also be a new addition. And uh, Brandon in the chat actually mentioned Harold Ramirez, and he's one that has absolutely thrived since he's left, and that's actually not a bad option by any stretch. Can you imagine if he came back home? That would be fucking amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that. Um, yeah, I think where we'll see the new additions is a short and DH. Maybe an outfield. Maybe it'll, the guy that can DH will also be an outfield guy. Um, I think that probably makes the most sense. Um so we, we find an outfielder like a Harold Ramirez or, or um, you know, someone like that that can uh, that, that can fill those spots. Um, and, and obviously having to replace Solar 2 is absolutely massive. So that's why I think a, 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 an outfielder that can hit him over the wall a little bit would be ideal. Um, and, I have a, yeah, and I have a, a trade target that's a bit of a reach, but I think realistic. All right, let's hear it. Lane Thomas for the Nationals. Okay. They need pitching. They're a rebuilding squad. He's a good player. Um, you know, we can give up young pitching for him. And he can be our he'll be our everyday probably left fielder. I like it. I I think we need some uh, uh, an outfielder, shortstop, and DH. I am with you on that, Cali. Brighton, what do you think this lineup looks like? Shortstop. So I think um, obviously catcher Betancourt, um, third base Berger, shortstop. I think it's T- TBD. Um, I am not holding. I'm still holding out hope Tim Anderson makes that fills that spot. I think that's. Um, I think he's going to be a, a bargain that we'll be able to get um, pretty cheaply because um, 
coming off the worst year of his career, and I don't think that stays. Uh, I think second base will probably be Xavier Edwards. I think first base will be a rise. I think Bell moves to DH. Okay. Uh, yep. I think uh, DLC and Jazz start in the outfield, and I think we get a replacement for for left field. I, I don't see Sanchez being the everyday starter there. Um, there's just too many options out there right now. If it's Randy, that's awesome. Um, you know, I would absolutely take that productivity over Sanchez just because Sanchez can't hit both, both, both pitchers. Uh, so I, I don't rate him as an everyday starter, but, um, you know, I think we had like a, an outfielder, either one, either one of the corners. And, um, I think we had a shortstop and that that's about it. Um, outside of the bullpen, I think we probably add an arm or two, but that'll probably be in spring training. Well, we've been talking about the Rays, and they just traded Tyler Glass now to the Dodgers. It's official. Mm-hmm. Damn. Unbelievable. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. The rich get richer. All right. Uh, they are the new They are the new evil empire, by the way. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. We're going to get into it right now right after Spaz. Spaz, uh, we said uh, – we said catchers, basically we think Betancourt in the corners. Oh, well, actually, I'll, I'll let you go because – no, no, surprise, I, I surprised me with what he said with first base. No, no, I, I really agree with Cali. I think it'd be great if we can have somebody at DH who can also be in the outfield. I think that would really be great. But I, I, I think we're going to be kind of surprised with some of the moves that are coming in. So I don't even really, I don't really, even really want to, I don't have like who would play what because I think we're going to be surprised what happens in the next couple of months and leading yeah. up to some training. Um, but that, what Cali said was spot on what I was thinking a DH that can be in the outfield. That'd be fucking fantastic. Um, so let's move on to the evil empire. Uh, yep. Which is the Los Angeles Dodgers. And you know what? It's funny because oh, bro, they put an H in there. Oh, look at me. Well, F that guy. He's rich. All right. Um, well, not yet. You deferred the H. <laughs> in about nine years, he'll be well, well, yeah. the, the reason he was um, able to defer is because of all the money he's going to get with endorsements. But that's to the benefit of the Dodgers. I, when I was growing up, I actually, you know, when you're like, oh, this is my AL team, this is my NL team. Obviously, I've always said the Yankees team I grew up loving. But I had a thing for the Dodgers because I'm from Brooklyn, so the whole Brooklyn Dodgers Makes thing. sense. So I used, to, I used to watch them a lot with Sean Green, Eric Gagne, and all that other stuff. But, man, that was a different Dodgers team. What the Dodgers have done over the last, how much has it been? Has it been a full 10 years now since the new ownership took off and they started just spending money? It's wild how they spend money. They are the new evil empire. And I've never, ever thought that somebody would do what Otani did. To sign a $700 million contract and defer $680 million of it just so that the rest of the, so that the team can go ahead and beef up the rest of the roster. Wild. So I'm going to go to Calix. I know he had a couple of thoughts about this. What do you think about Otani the Dodgers and what exactly they're doing because if this is what people felt about the Yankees when they were signing players, I, I understand it now. I understand why the hate was there. Um, I mean it, it's the nature of the beast now, unfortunately, and and this was the most predictable and boring thing that could have happened, obviously, um, because when Otani hit the free agent market, there there was what realistically, realistically, two or three teams that can pay them that can pay him. They they you know. You know It'd be the Yankees, the Dodgers, maybe the Red Sox, maybe the Mets, you know, and then the the Blue Jays and and the Blue Jays. So my theory, and this is what I was alluding to earlier. My theory is that he had a deal worked out with the Blue Jays. That's my thought. And he was ready to sign to the Blue Jays. And then the Dodgers flat out refused to be outbid. And that's why we saw the $700 million mark. All right, so that's my that's my conspiracy theory there. Um, I believe he was about to be a Blue Jay, and the Dodgers said, "No, whatever it takes, let's let's do it." Um, and then obviously the the nature of his his contract is is absolutely insane. And and people say, "Oh, he's only making two million. I mean, the dude pro the dude will probably is probably going to make more in endorsements than he ever would with his, his contract anyway. So I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy. What I think is crazy is that he deferred it with no interest. I mean, I know it's $700 million, man, but if I'm waiting, waiting a decade to get it, that shit better be building. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, they're the full blown evil empire. Now, uh, you know, we just, you know, live on air, we get we, we get the notification that the the Rays are sending uh, Tyler Glass now, uh, aka Killian Murphy from Piggy Blinders to um, to the to the evil empire, and you know, it, it's insane just what they're doing and then obviously the athletic article that came out earlier this week where Otani's not the only one deferring his payments Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts are also deferring the payments which means that they're going to be paying Mookie Freeman and Otani after they retire a lot of money well over a billion dollars which is insane but Bowley is not uh Bowley's not going to be paying that because I absolutely 100% expect him to sell the team within the next half decade. So, yeah, Bobby Bonilla is like, man, I taught these guys well, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the, that's the Bobby air. Bonilla special. Listen, I have a theory. Crazy theory. These three guys, particularly Otani, he's going to be looking for a state that doesn't have an income tax for when he takes on that 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 bulk payment from escrow. So I think he ends his career at the Marlins. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like, um, you know, like Callie said, it was the most boring thing out there. We knew the Dodgers. Uh, he was going to end up there. Um, I, we saw a report that the, that the Blue Jays had completed the deal and, and Callie was ready to to um, – he was actually surprised for a second, and then he, when the Dodgers news came out, he was like, "Well, you know, that went as I expected." You know what it would have meant for me if he played for the Blue Jays? I would be living in Baltimore. I'd be able to see him a bunch, a bunch of times a year. You yeah, well, the- now you're gonna be living in Baltimore and not be able to see him a lot, bunch of times a year. Well, so thanks you, you for know, moving. It's funny. I, I I work <clears> at <throat> at a school with and school that Alec Manoa attended, and. Um, and I work with his old baseball coach. And Alec Manoa got married last week. And the baseball coach was at the wedding. And he told me that this whole news about him flying out to Toronto started breaking during the wedding. Oh, God. So I can't imagine what oh. that with the whole Blue Jays teammates at the wedding must have been like when all of a sudden you started getting updates that you might be getting Otani. Now, I didn't ask him exactly what the details were, but I thought that that must have been interesting for the Blue Jays players. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about Otani and the Dodgers? Me? Yeah. No, I mean, it's fucking nuts. Um, I don't really... I mean, we never... Whenever the Marlins don't really have a chance, I really don't pay much attention. I was just paying attention because somebody was tracking a flight going to... to, to uh, Toronto. To Toronto, and they're like, oh, he lands in like 20 minutes. This and then and somebody posted a video of him coming into like a little airport. And I'm like, well, I guess this is fucking happening. But it, I mean, it, it's it's a crazy contract. Uh, I don't really. We have to play the the Dodgers eventually, and it's gonna suck. But I mean, we 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 do okay against them. And, and listen, and, we swept the Dodgers, didn't yeah. we, this season? And the last time Otani was here, it was really really cool to see him. He was here this past season. Really cool to see him batting and pitching. He didn't do well against us, and he didn't do anything on the bat either. I think. No, I don't think he did anything the entire series. So, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it is a crazy contract. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It is cool to see him play just because it is one of those lifetime, like once-in-a-lifetime players. But whatever, man. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's it's just a crazy amount of money to play fucking baseball. Like, I don't know. So, just to confirm, Spazzy, your take is the Marlins really dodged a bullet here by not signing Otani. That, that's, that's my take. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't sign him. That's, that's I agree. Of that, he won a World Baseball Classic here. He did. He did. He did. But I, I will tell you, I understand why he deferred it and he wants to beef up that roster because he was teamed up. It's like the, the two best generational talents that baseball has seen in this century were teamed up together and they didn't make the playoffs once. So I think Otani is like, yeah, I'm here Let's beef up this roster because, I mean, what's the point of me being here if we can't win? Connie's so saying, get go it. get my buddy Trout. No, I think what he's saying is get Yamamoto, which is everybody's trying to bid for him, and he was part of the, the pitch. But, like, what ha- what happens to the Dodgers when – because, like Callie said, what did they owe, like over a billion dollars in, like – Three guys. 
that's insane, yeah, that's, dude. Yeah, that's in 10 years. And and the salary cap or the salary tax or whatever the hell that is that they call it over in baseball, it'll increase by then. Uh, and with inflation, a lot of players are going to be play, getting paid close to that amount by then anyway. It'll be almost a normal contract. I think – I don't, I don't know. I think Remember, that's going to be – The person owning a team is to sell the team. He's do, he's he's doing this yeah, the same but, way Warrior did. You're going to give out the big contracts with no intention of ever actually playing. Yeah, it. but you're gonna sell to someone else, and it's gonna be someone else's problem to pay. But there's there's a there's a big difference here. So the deferred payments in Otani's contract is like those payments are going on after he retires. Like that's already agreed upon. Stanton's contract was those payments are going on while he's paying playing, yeah. so somebody can take that responsibility on. No one is going to take Otani's contract on. No. And I think what you'll see is if Bowie sells the team, you're going to see that contract amount deducted from the sale price because no one is going to pay for that because it, it, it's completely different than like the Stanton thing. Like Luria definitely did that to boost up the, the franchise price and sell. But for Otani's sure. is completely different. And that money has to go into a trust or into escrow. So what it it's completely different. Like the money has to be there legally. So I think the money is probably already there, or at least part of it is there, um, depending on what the language of the actual contract is. But it, but it's it's not. Um, Bowie is definitely going to pay for that one way or another, whether it be a reduction in the sale price, or it actually be his money. Well, well, financial fair play here. Uh, and and to, to what Adrian is saying, he's not pitching next year. Well, that, that's that's why I was so surprised that they gave him so much money. Because the reason he's so valuable is because he does both. But after Tommy John. And he's very he's good not, at both. He is very good at both. But he's not doing it next year. And he's 30 years old. He's not going to pitch past that. 35. So Yo. I think eventually he'll be DHing full time. I just I don't see the value in seven hundred seven hundred million thousand is ridiculous. I totally forgot he was not pitching last year. This is a dumbass contract. <laughs> yeah, Marlins I mean, really dodged it. <laughs> the, this is the Otani's the best player that we will likely see in our lifetimes. Yeah, we 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 don't see it now we because saw Griffey. Yeah, but we we don't Griffey see it now pitch. because. He, you know, West Coast team, we he didn't get the exposure, and on top of that, he was on a dog shit team, which uh-huh. is still shocking to me. But I think now that he's on the Dodgers, I mean, we're, we're gonna see the, the we're gonna see his how good he is pumped into another stratosphere. I yeah, mean, that he's quite literally, as someone who's like a baseball nerd who's watched it, played it, coached it, lived it. That dude is a gem. Is an under is an understatement. He is absolutely incredible in in everything he does. He's gonna be on Sunday Night Baseball every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Every, every week, every week. Listen, the man got his money. He's he's gonna kick his feet up, drink a lot of margaritas in the off season, eat a lot, and we'll never hear from him again. <laughs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts, Spaz? Before we get out of here. No, man. It was nice to be back and talk some baseball, talk shit. Uh, I think we're going to be doing this uh, once every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't do it like Fish on First and Peter Pratt. We're, no, I wish. I don't know. Nope. I think we went every day on the off season. Like, if we were going to come out tomorrow, we would just have to make shit up. So Yeah, I mean, that's we'll, what I do we'll, every day anyway. So, yeah, so <laughs> we'll, we'll do it every two weeks, and then when things start picking up, we'll start getting back to our regular one week, one time a week schedule. For sure. Uh, so, Callie, any final thoughts? I'm really excited for the winter meetings. I'm re- I'm really excited for what to see what happens this offseason. I'll say my expectations are a little low. Um, I you know I th- I think they just ride the wave off of, off of last year, and we, we you know I think we probably even take a dip this this next year. But kind of like Brandon said, um, I don't think they're going for it this next year. I think they're they're trying to build it up so two, three, four years down the line we have a more competitive. Well, that's brutal. I don't want to hear that shit. I know. And then uh, maybe next season we get battered Orioles since I'm moving. So, <laughs> uh, Bratton, any final thoughts? Um, listen, I just want to say um, thanks to everybody in the chat. Like, I think this is probably we've been off for for a couple months, right? And I think this is probably one of the more active chats that we've had. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and yeah, we're back every two weeks from here on out. 
Um, I'm going to try to make it out to some spring training games. So maybe keep an eye out on our Twitter yeah, yeah, and yeah. see if um, we can get some footage out there. Um, it won't be like, you know, fish on first or um, maybe Peter's coming over for spring training. We don't know. Um, but, you know, thank you guys. And just excited to be back. Yeah, man, I, I'm happy to be back every two weeks. Like, like we said, we'll be back on, on Thursday nights and uh, counting down for the season. So it was good to be back. Episode number 30. Uh, so uh, if you are listening on audio, please leave us five star review, comment, all that other good stuff. We appreciate you sticking with us all the way to the end of the episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, as always, thank you for sticking with us for that full hour and five minutes. Please like subscribe. If you know, as the Marlins fans that want to get some Marlin content. Go ahead, let them know about the channel, tell them to subscribe, tune in on Thursday nights. And as always, until the next one, have a good one.